Thank you for downloading the Racers Recap. If you want to join in on the conversation live, we record these Sundays, 7 p.m. Eastern at racersrecap.com. If you're listening afterwards, feel free to chime in on the YouTube video itself or on social using the hashtag racersrecap. And we'll find you. Enjoy the show. I don't have a hat today, guys. Hey oh, there. What do you say there, world? She's got beautiful hair. That's why she doesn't need a hat. <laughs> Welcome really? to the Racers Recap, where we were just having the most heated debate that we couldn't air because... No, no, we're not. No, <laughs> we're not. No. We're not talking okay. about it. All right. All right. This is all about the amazing race. This is season 33, episode five. And this is the new setup. Tell me what you guys think. I spent been weeks making this thing. And uh, we're testing it out tonight for the first time, and it stinks because James Earl won't be here to test out the other box. So we're going to have some fun today. Uh, James Earl can't be here because he's dealing with uh, COVID. He's on the front lines of this uh, COVID thing that we're dealing with right now. Uh, one of the doctors uh, uh, had to call out, and he's uh, he's on the front lines dealing with, you know, the doctors on the show that we've had every year on the show. A, doc a doctor of some sort. Um, Anyway, you want to mute that, you idiot? You can hit mute. I'm trying. You can oh, still like hit mute. Thank I you. like the new setup. Thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the party. We're going to have some fun with this. For those of you who don't know, I've been uploading these now recently on every podcast network that I could possibly find. So whatever you get your regular podcasts on, you could start downloading it there and, and listening to the audio version. And if you're so inclined to leave a review with five stars, that'd be great because we get pushed up and more people get to see it. Uh, speaking of uh, like and subscribe and telling your friends about it, we're up to 55% of people who watch the videos and not subscribe. But that's going up. It's going up. So thank you guys for hitting that subscribe, that like button. All right. This episode was a very interesting one. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that wasn't shown, and I cannot wait to get into it. Uh, so let me pull this up here now that I know that that works. So can I pull this over top of you guys without losing? All right, there we go. All right, so because there's this new format, we're going to kick it off with the, the new format. Let's see if, uh, if this works. I'm going to press a button and we'll see if things start to move. Things should start moving over here. All right, next topic. Boom, look at this. Hey, all right. Uh, there you go. All right. So two teams leave now every 15 minutes. That's the way it's going to be from now on um, because of the private planes and the way people are checking in. It doesn't matter if you're an hour, two hours a lead, whatever. Every, every team now is going to start in packs of two, and they're going to leave 15 minutes apart. How do you guys feel about that new format? Jen? I'm, try I'm trying to not – I'm trying to just be like – Yay, the race is on. Um, but it does, like, it does, it does change it. On one hand, considering that, like, there are rarely multiple flights um, in recent seasons anyway. I think it happened, like, once or twice in my season. Um, and you are rarely maintaining a lead from leg to leg. Like, at least you're maintaining a little bit of a lead um so in some ways it's probably fine and in some ways it probably helps stronger teams stay ahead deservedly well there's no there's no there, yeah there's no everybody's starting at the same time bunch up but there's also no i'm gonna get a big lead so there, there's a, right. a little bit of both in there and i, I think listen uh, to get a race back if this is one of the few sacrifices that we're getting because watching this leg you couldn't tell that there, there was some anything different like there was nothing really else different about running the legs and doing the tasks that really makes you feel like this is a different amazing race other than the starting. And it does like at one point someone had said, and I don't know if it was, I don't know where it came from, um, but that they weren't allowed to like ask people for directions and stuff on the streets, which doesn't seem to be the case. Like it seems like they are still occasionally interacting with people when needed. Yeah, and even they, they, I didn't know that they weren't, they were going to be allowed to do that. But obviously, they can interact with whoever they want, um, as far as asking for directions and things like that. Um, but as far as um, people doing tasks and challenges, and all, all the people that deal with with that stuff have been vaccinated and and checked to make sure that they right. currently don't have the uh, the COVID virus. Joey, what do you think? How do you feel about this? I don't mind it again because I'm happy to have it back, but. I'm just wondering what that's going to be like when 
they have the charter flight. It's not going to make much of a difference. I guess I'm hoping that when they get off the plane, there is some sort of, I, I was just, I was, I guess I was just remembering when, when we were in Lake Como, when we got to the boat where we had it, like we basically stepped on the boat, we got there two and a half hours ahead of the next team, Tyra and I. And then we left five minutes off the boat the next, cause they took us across the, the lake. And then our leave time was like seven 30, then it was seven 35, then seven 40. Mm-hmm. So I hope they have something like that, even if it's not the full amount of time. Cause when they, when they take in a chatter plane, it's just this, you lose that, you know, the different flights type of thing. But of course, as we know, over the years, that's taken a completely different turn anyway, as far as catching flights where you can and can't go and what you can't do. So. Yeah. I'm a little interested to see that. So, but what this does do is it guarantees at least a half hour lead on some teams, which is something that you, you didn't always have. So the, those teams that are that are far behind are gonna be further behind consistently. Which for like for teams who are consistently in the front, that's a really good thing. For teams that are consistently in the back, it's a bad thing. But the great equalizer is these long drives that we're going to be talking about in just yeah. a sec. Yeah, these I'm, long, loving the, I'm loving that pot. Yeah, that, they, that. Are, they make a huge difference. And then 15 minutes really doesn't mean too much unless unless you're working with another team. Um, uh, but even that, then we'll, we'll talk about one team getting lost and how long they were lost for. So uh, Ryan and Dusty, Kim and Penn left at 7.30. Raquel and Kayla, Lulu Lala left at 7.45. Akbar and Sherry, Arun and Natalia left at 8 o'clock. 128-mile journey, which was about two-and-a-half to three-hour ride uh, if you took the correct way. And if you took the wrong way, it was four hours to four-and-a-half hours. There's two different ways to go. Um, and let me see if I can bring this up here. All right, there you go, Cow. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is if you could look at the Google map here, there's two different directions. Well, the blue one is the is the way that the the short people went, and the gray one went all the way around, and that was uh, the way that the uh, Raquel and Kayla and Arun and Natalia went. Uh, well, Arun and Natalia actually probably did zigzags because they got lost a couple times, but uh, uh, most of the teams went the straight route right down the following the blue lines there. And uh, <laughs> Arun and Natalia. Didn't Raquel, didn't Raquel say she were, they were following behind Lulu and Lala? They were like right there the whole time. They said they thought they were going to, and then they were like, okay. oh, they, they lost Lulu and Lala. And they, but they they said in the bonus footage that, oh, well, you know, Lulu and Lala, they can't be that far ahead of us because we're going right. in the right direction. Meanwhile, Lulu and Lala went the right way, and they went the wrong, and they went the long way. So there was literally it was scenic though. It was very scenic. Literally two roads. That's it. If you went the right way, you only stayed on two different roads. And for for literally a hundred and ten miles of it was on one road. Like once you got on the right road, you lose no reason to get off of it for a hundred and ten of those hundred and thirty, hundred and twenty-eight miles. So there's only only time you switched was for eighteen miles. So this I didn't have any self-drive legs, so I can't just say like I did so great on it, but like I have, I'm very confident that I, in my ability to read a map and know where I'm going before we start driving the car, instead of let's figure it out as we go along, <laughs> like most teams tried to do. And if you watch the bonus footage, which we'll, we'll get to later as well, that uh, Arun and Natalia took over four hours to get there. Uh, Raquel and Kayla took about th- four hours to get there. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I love their confidence level of like, we're in first <laughs> and you know you know what the, the great thing no about, question the great thing about them too is even when they're messing up and they know they're messing up like oh she's the great navigator i don't know what i'm doing and, she, and then they may, instead of like arguing she like they just make fun of each other and giggle and yeah. laugh and that's going to take them such a long way in this race like that ability to just laugh off these errors I guess knowing that you, you got Arun and Natalia behind you and Akbar and Sherry, well, it's like a cushion. There's really no pressure because they're going to. One of the things I noticed that Arun and Kayla were both doing, and I thought it was odd, was as they were driving, as they were driving, and they're sitting there like this with the, the, with compass. the compass. Yeah. Stop it's with like, compasses in cars. Stop that. It like, doesn't yeah, work. You, you're right. You, if you have a compass, you should look at the compass and a map out of the car, away from the car, find out where you're going, then get in the car. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the, I, I, metal no, in a car. Right. Right. And it's just, it's spinning around. You kind of know where you, the direction you want to go. Anyway, there's way too much compass work there. Yeah. All right. I loved, I loved how nervous Kim was. 
Oh my God. She was, remember she had all the maps and everything around her and she just couldn't deal with it. She was just like out the window like this, like, yeah, I gotta jump. I gotta jump. But the bonus, foot, awesome. the bonus footage will show you why she is the smartest person on this race. As they're going, she's marking down towns, how far they are away from where they should be. And she's like at 68 kilometers. And she, she knew uh, the odometer. She read the odometer. She was like, okay, we're at 68 kilometers. We should be getting near this town. Are we near this town? And she always kept track of where they were and if they were on the right pace. And she had a, a place. Like, if we got to this place, we went too far. Like, she, they were prepared. They did take yeah. a map reading course before this. They learned about landmarks and the way to read it. Like, so prepared for this race. I am so impressed with how much she prepared for this race. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, so the roadblock. Who wants to get down with the Travelocity Roman Gnome? Teams thought this was a dancing challenge. They were wrong. <laughs> well, it's hard to tell from this clue. Who wants to get down with the Travelocity Roman Gnome? Um, sounds like a dancing challenge, right? I mean, what would you guys thought it would be? Anything else? Uh, bungee jumping. <laughs> like, Wait, I feel I, like I, that's I, a pretty reasonable thing, knowing the race and, like, this giant bridge and yeah, I because they got thrown off because maybe they thought oh if you know it was I mean if you knew the dam was there and you did study the race there has been you know season 14 episode 1 that was the race uh, James Bond Goldeneye that was the, the, the beginning of Goldeneye I mean it's been used in like 4 or 5 other movies as well but again I'm the super fan. I studied the race when I got to Africa. I didn't realize that that was a, a road, uh, a throwback until after I did it. I'm like, oh my God, I wish I would have said swing, you fat bastard. And then I was like, damn it, it was so late that I didn't realize it, man. And so, yeah, I, that, yeah, with that, because of the clue was so, it was actually so good the way they, the way they gave, just gave the clue. I thought for a second it might have been something like because it's the Swiss Alps. I thought it might have been something like they have a lot of those toboggan things. Yeah, like so they used a lot of the luge things and get you in it because those things are scary as hell on cement. Jen, I'm sure you must have done some of them at some point. Yeah, those. Pretty. Yeah, I, I thought I thought there was going to be something like that, but trying to trying to take it from not a racer standpoint as a fan, and then as a racer standpoint, going where are we? What is it? And I I thought that would be something like that. So it's a 722-foot bungee jump off uh, the Varascosco Dam with the Travelocity Roaming Gnome. Um, it's the second highest bungee jump in the world. It's only behind by a couple feet, so it's pretty much the same exact as the, as the highest bungee jump in the world. Uh, if you looked at it, some people were like, how did they not smack their heads off the dam? It looks a lot closer than it is when you're zoomed out. When you zoom in, it's, it's pretty far away from the dam, so there's not like that. You could, you know flop like a fish and accidentally hit against the dam it, the physics of it don't allow you to hit the dam um sherry natalia kim lala dusty and kayla did it and again I, this has some of the best moments in the entire race um <laughs> i just i mean obviously everybody knows sherry was like oh my god oh my god oh my god like 74 times and sh she overcame her fear and akbar couldn't do it because he was too heavy um he, he, I think he even made a comment saying um, uh, that he, oh, he's like, my, I knew my weight was going to be an issue. Well, if you knew your weight was going to be an issue, why didn't you work on it at all? Because you look exactly the right. same as when you left. And even in, again, I was going to say that, that, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Justin, that brought up my point way back in the first leg when, no, that's, I'm sorry, the second, remember when I said that um, it's good that she did that, that challenge and got it out of the way and everything but she, she definitely slowed the team down because she was so afraid this would have been a perfect opportunity for him to take that because again you don't know what's in front of you you don't know if you're going to be overweight because what if there's something else that sherry has to do and then you run into the whole you know you have to do four at least four and if he can't do them is there some sort of penalty or something so i was thinking about that when she said that but i was also like this is like she, she, her oh my god reminded me of Brett LaBelle with all his oh my gods <laughs> and then when, it just if you can compare uh, Kim and Penn oh and Sherry and Akbar the way they walked up to that it was just two totally different I don't know types of things happening yeah uh, Kim and uh, so uh, thank you for the chat 253 pounds was the weight limit so I don't know how heavy he was, but 253 pounds, 
I mean, I know he's a big I'm dude. I'm 235, and he's way bigger than me. He's like 6'6". Six, six. How tall? You're like 6'3", right? 6'4"? Six, 6'3", yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't he's know. He's going to be 350. I don't know if he could have gotten down to 250 to make the weight limit at all, but damn. Uh, Sherry stepped up, mad props for her, and this was actually one of the cool moments for him where he where he showed so much support. Even in the bonus footage, she was like in the car. He was like, man, I'm so proud of you. You did such a great job. And, and he... I understand how much of a bum rap he's getting on his edit. His edit makes him look pretty bad. And if you watch it, you know, the, he said it. We all know that he said it. He did the say it, it, but he said it. He did. But that's also the way they talk to each other. Like if she has, she's not some pushover. Like if you see her as, as just a regular person next to her, you're probably intimidated by her. Cause she's bigger than your average female. Yeah, I get that. She's like, she's is he helping her when they're walking up the stairs with the bottles, which we'll get to, is he helping her by getting, by getting on her ass like that? I doubt it, but I don't know what That's motivates not- her. Like some people get motivated by that. Well, some people I don't. I think we could all agree. She was very unmotivated by that. Cause she was telling them to shut the fuck up. Right. But she's also not some like pushover where it's like, Oh, he's picking on her. Like she can, she can throw down. Like she's yeah, not some, she's their, not some little their, snowflake. I think that's their click. And I, that's their thing. And I think, that's how they get along and that's how they act. I mean, mm-hmm. is it the editor or is their relationship? But <coughs> they're not going to fucking win the race like that. <laughs> no, no, they don't, they're not going to. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the total opposite is Kim and Ben. I don't think there's ever anything that's going to ever happen on this race that would ever cause them to argue with each other, no matter what happens. There's nothing. Do you know if they have a relationship book? They do. And about arguing? Really? Yes. Yeah. How, how to I argue? I, think I might like, have to read that. Maybe Joey won't hate love forever. I think it's called like how to argue or something like that. Argue, how yeah, to, it's how, like, it is. It's like learning how to argue. Yeah. And <sighs> I don't need that. Clearly, I do. <laughs> I do. Like me and Diana definitely need it. <laughs> and you I can't need, wait you to, need have to argue with her. Like Diana, she's yeah. she's a Philly girl, think, man. She's tough. She she gets. Well, I think you guys do. I think you guys do well arguing. Yeah, but we we get we both get so intense that we just yeah. we want to win okay. the argument. We yeah, both okay. want to win the argument, and we just lose sight of the other things because we want to win the argument. And I think that's our okay, biggest that's issue. Yeah, yeah. That's that. <laughs> we just both want to be right. But Kim and Penn, this was a, a moment that again, Joey. I know whatever. I made me cry as well watching. Well, uh, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> Kit, like fuck. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to say this. And the moment I saw it, I actually got on the edge of the couch. I sat up and I was a little emotional. It reminded me. I know. I know, Jen. I know. But I was looking at Kim. Kim was clearly, clearly upset at this bungee jump. Now, the reason that this specific thing got me emotional was because she had so much time to think about it in the car on the way. And if you guys remember... Tara and I drove to the Corinth Canal to bungee jump. And I was pumping her ties the whole time going, you got this, you got this. Never thinking it was going to be me because I'm, I hate heights. I'm afraid of heights. I just don't announce it. When they got, and I was the whole time, I'm like, oh, thank God, that's not me. Thank God. So I started thinking about it. When, and, and Penn's reaction is incredible. It's true, pure love. And I absolutely adore it. I do. There, I said it. It needed to be said. Um, But when Kim, Kim did exactly like I did. She has a fear. She walked up. She did nothing. She just walked up like she owned it. But what I really loved about it was when she jumped. I don't know why. This might be a nose moment. But when she was just hanging there going up and down, up and down, her arms were like this. And I'm like, that is the most beautiful thing I think I've seen in a long time. Look at Joey. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) There was only there was recently one other thing that happened a couple of weeks ago that I cannot discuss at all at this time. But it was so beautiful that she just did it, didn't complain, did it, and he was in tears. And he actually made up an excuse like, and he wasn't a big goofball then. They were just a partnership, and it was stunningly beautiful. Yeah. The the thing for me is I've I've had this same crying moment probably five or six times, not on the race where. Just the thought of losing Diana makes me cry. Like right now, just even saying the words makes me tear up because, you know, and he even said like, I don't know, he's so proud of her, but for a moment he thought about what would life be like without her. And that brought him to tears. Then that shows you the passion and the love that he has for his wife. And I could feel that on so many levels because I can't, it's hard for me to even 
just say the words out loud because it makes it forces you to think about it. Now, and, see, I thought he said that because she was thinking that and because when I just said he made something up to mm, come. Yeah. Tears, I think he was thinking through her. I don't think because like he said, they're not you're not going to die on the amazing race. They're not going to let you die. Right. So but I think he was feeling what she was feeling in that moment. And that's why he said it, because she may have been feeling that, but she just went balls out and went through. Oh, Mark, I love you, too. You're the best. Make me a bag. Um, yeah, it's called Everybody Fights, so why not get good at it? Thanks. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. It's just it was I, her dangling that I, I watched everyone else's dangle. <laughs> Funny. But just to, <laughs> I bet you did. just to see if I had the same sensation and I didn't. I'm like, she killed it. That was that was awesome. It was a great, great moment for the race and them as a couple and her as a super powerful woman among them. Yeah. And if I don't care if you, you don't like what they do for a living but you have to like them as people. You have to like them as humans after watching the race. I mean, I he, he could be corny and cheesy or whatever, but who's not corny or cheesy when you're talking to your kids? You know what I mean? When you're trying yeah. to make your kids laugh and that's just yeah, what I'm he does on, on a daily I tried basis. my ass off to, to, to not like them. Yeah. And I just couldn't. They're just a very, they're, they're good. and the way they run the race is incredible. They do, they do remind me a lot of Tyra and I. They really do. Jen, what do you think about the uh, rock, paper, scissors to decide who goes first? Do, I'm not remembering this. Oh, so uh, Ryan and Dusty and Kim and Penn both got there at the same time and they followed each other. And, oh, I must have missed that. And instead, instead of like the first person to get the the key, which was right. which was Kim, they said, "Let's do rock paper scissors to decide who goes first. And that extremely diplomatic. Any chance you would have done that with anybody on your season? I I would not have. Right. Christy was more of the like, let's help people out. Like she was like the more helpful one of us. I was like the more cutthroat if you can call <laughs> it. <laughs> um, it honestly, it just wouldn't dawn on me to do that. Cause I would, I was, I'm always, I was always like, so race minded. I never forgot that I was in a race. So if I got there first, I would just grab the clue. It wouldn't consider like, Oh, we were kind of working with them on this drive and maybe we should rock, paper, scissors, it. So well, I, I think it's because that. they followed each other. Yeah. And uh, what's that? I think it's because they followed each other and yeah. then they traveled together. So but right. you're right. I think once you once I would have made the thing, once you get once you pocket the car, game's on. Yeah. I agree with you, Jen. Yeah. But see oh. the the thing is Ryan and Dusty, if you watch the bonus footage, said this in the car. They said would uh, when we get there we should do some rock, paper, scissors stuff because a foot race won't be fair. And I think they said that because they knew they'd beat him in a foot race. But Kim and Penn beat them in a foot race because Ryan stopped to look over the edge. Yeah. He stopped to look over yeah. the edge, and Kim and Penn beat him to the board. But so. why did Ryan jump first then? Dusty jumped first because he beat Dusty. he he beat Kim in uh, uh, rock paper scissors. Oh, I thought she won. No, she 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 put paper on top of. Scissors. I, I don't know how to play that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, we just hit each other with wiff, wiffle ball bats into the back of the legs till someone stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like though for Kim, it might have been good to go second like to watch that you're not gonna die um or it just gave her more time to think about it but i was impressed with her um just how much she you could tell she was going inward to like manage her emotions and her stress of that and to still be able yeah. to execute. Would, so, it, would it surprise you to know that they actually took a course on how to deal with your fears <laughs> they did they, like, yes that, that's they prepared all the courses i was just like oh it's their age that's why they're better with maps but they like took a navigation course yep. i mean and was, i didn't even know that was a thing it was part so, of their research for the book they were writing like uh, uh okay. how, how to deal with your fears and like they use that to like saying like people who say their fears out loud if you talk yeah. if you talk about it it's easier for you to get through it and it just yeah, it dispels it, it a little bit. It kind of takes away. Like, I, I, like, there's nothing about them two that uh, that I could say anything bad of. Like, the foreshadowing we'll talk about in a second, too, when we get there. All right, let's go. It's uh, Root uh, Info. We're going to go to a Root Info. Teams must drive themselves to Piazza Carlo Vitalia to find their next clue. It's 20, <laughs> 27 miles. Uh, takes about 45 minutes, according to Google Maps. Uh, but not for every team. <laughs> Arun and Natalia get lost on the way to this one as well. Uh, they take the wrong way 
for an hour. They go an hour in the wrong direction, so they have to come an hour back. So they lose two hours on a, something that should take 45 minutes. Um, this, I mean, is there any chance that they can get better at navigation in this short period of time, or is this ultimately going to be... It's frustrating, because I, I watched them like talk about what they did. Like they've, they've tried to get better at this stuff and they're not, it's like, it's, it's hard. It's hard to watch. It's hard to see them get through another leg. And I know it's, we only have so many teams and we have to get through this, however many legs of the race and there's going to be more non-elimination legs, but it is tough because you want them to figure it out. It's like, (laughs) you've made this mistake before don't make it again the one thing that and i said it last week to relationship advice arun needs to take i'm sorry natalia needs to take control of that relationship that that team dynamic she needs the only thing they have not tried besides discussing it and admitting that they suck at it and they got to get better is for driving let, let natalia drive let her take over because he keeps missing agnes he he's he's not logano lozano pay attention but maybe she's not good at navigating too like we don't we don't know she's not good at navigating we don't she's show not. enough of that and like having a good navigator is better to have that person at the map in the back seat than at the wheel and having we, someone younger and quicker with reaction time is more advantageous at the wheel so i i agree i hope that they try that yeah and and she looks like she, I think she thinks she's way better at navigating than she actually is. Because again, she's holding a compass the whole time, <laughs> looking at the compass. What, I'm trying to figure out where I am on this map first. Well, you're already driving, so right. you can't figure out where you are on a map if you're moving. I took advanced land nav in the army. You can't do it. You got to map out where you're going first, and then when you're along the road, you have waypoints. That's what the right. compass is for. And she's just. She's not good at it. You would think Arun, with his history, he's been to several countries. He's he's a study. You know, he, change it up. Just change it. Up. Do something different. Or they're gonna go home. All right, Joe. Yeah. Joe wants to know: Do they uh, when they ask for directions, they, do they have to get people to sign off? Yes. Anybody that you talk to on the race has to sign a piece of paper saying that you can use their likeness on television. If if they do not sign this paper, you have to ask them regardless. If they do not sign the paper, you'll see their face <clears throat> gets blurred. But the cameramen have this like. Uh, this paper that is translated in local languages that says, we want to use your likeness on television. We need your signature to allow us to use your likeness. It, uh, some, sometimes it takes two minutes. Sometimes it takes five minutes. But yes, it, it, anytime you stop and ask for directions, it has to be signed. Uh, uh, this piece of paper has to be signed. And that's something that the cameramen and the sound men carry with them. And you have to wait for the cameraman and sound men to tell you before you can leave. You can't just run off. So yes, I hope that answers that your question. Guy. Look at how cute! <laughs> oh, what a smile! Oh, hi! We have to have toys for him too. Hey, ducky, Whoa. ducky! You got food all over you. Oh, <laughs> nom 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 nom! He's so cute. That's so cool. So yes, they did have six weeks notice before the race, and they had nineteen months to do anything else. So there's, there's no excuse. So six weeks that they had, everybody had at least six weeks. But when you go, when you go to audition and you go to get your second audition or whatever, and you get started, that's when you should start preparing. Like, don't wait for them to call you and tell you you're on the race. Start preparing as if you're going to be on the race. And in that case, you have three months. Like. Three months and at minimum six weeks. And six weeks is literally enough time to transform your body from 250 pounds to 150 pounds if you wanted to. Like you, the pro fighters start training like for eight weeks to get into shape for a professional boxing match. Like so, six weeks is like there's plenty of time for you to get in any shape you want. There's no excuse. Like literally, it, like Akbar could look like freaking Mike if he wanted to in six weeks. Like he could drop the weight from here and bring it up to here in six weeks. There's no excuse. Uh, take courses. And when you have 19 months off and you know navigation sucks, Arun and Natalia, that's all you should have been doing. Navigating. Yeah, you, you, you just went through two legs of the amazing race. You, sh- you, should, you know what you need to work on. Just get it done. Yeah. I can't Christine believe. I realized in our first leg that compasses are useless in a car. In our very first leg, we were like, oh, 
this is showing us something different when we were outside of the car. We didn't know that going in. We thought you need to bring a compass because you're going to need to use this for all these navigational things. And it was more of a hindrance. And I only bring that up because I just, this is, they've had so many self-drive legs at this point. Like the fact that that is still a tool that she's trying to use just as like shows you how much yeah. they just it's, aren't really figuring it out. If, if in, a, in a car, it's north or south, east or west. And if you're like anywhere in between, oh, that's man. fine. Like if you're, if you're, yeah. if you look in the compass and you're supposed to be going north and you're going south, okay, that may help you. But that's the only time it'll help you is if you're literally going in the opposite direction, which they right. were twice. So the compass yeah. obviously didn't help them because they were literally going south when they needed to go north uh, twice. So the compass didn't help them. They drove an hour in the wrong direction, the wrong direction. Like, and after the app, she said it. She said it, they're going the wrong direction, and they kept going. It's like, stop. And then she said it again. I'm like, turn around. All right, bartender race or sausage in case. Let's get to the detour. You guys ready for a little detour action? Akbar and Sherry, Kim and Penn, Ryan and Dusty went bartender. Rune and Natalia, Lulu, Lala, Raquel and Kayla went sausage. Which way are you going, Jen? Physical challenge or skilled judge challenge? Um, I feel like, I mean, it's, it's so hard to be honest. I feel like it's harder for me to answer now because when you're reading the clue, you're not seeing the, I like, I want to watch these episodes and not watch it and just listen to them, like read the clue and then decide what I would choose because I feel like watching it, I'm like, Oh, I would have chosen sausages, but reading it, I might, I might not have. And we might've done the bartender race. Um, Regardless, we would have done things differently than what happened. If we ended up in the bartender race, that would have gone very different for me and Christy. Yeah, I even I tweeted out live so I can give my honest reaction. So that's why I enjoy tweeting it. And I'm like, this is a physical challenge. We're going to beast this physical challenge. Because that, that other challenge, doing sausages, if you've never made sausages, that's so hard to not rip the sausage casing. It's so hard to get it tight the way it's supposed to be. And for, for me, it's like, I even after watching it, it was probably the faster one, but it, the, I would always take the other way around because I always believe I could find a better way to do things faster. And now, as I'm tweeting it out, I'm like, this is what I would have done to do it faster. This is what I would have done to do it faster. And then one of the producers, Darren, was like, no, you wouldn't read the clue. You couldn't do that. <laughs> so, no, you had you had to use only your hands. You couldn't even rest it on your fanny pack, uh, the bottles of wine. You had to only use your hands and your arms to carry those things. Uh, but you have left your backpack. You cannot. You couldn't have. If you left your backpack, you couldn't go back and get it. That, that was also oh. in the clue. You couldn't have left your backpack no. at the top. Or in so, your car. You couldn't have left it in the car. You couldn't have left it on the bottom. You couldn't have left it on the top. If you, when? So I'm in the saying, clue, in the, clue, in the extra this, notes. It, it says, says you cannot leave your backpack. Yes. So you have to do this whole thing with your backpack. Darren, this is what Darren, Darren the, okay. one of the producers, Darren, told, me, told okay. me this as well. He was like, if, okay. if you would have left your stuff, then they, that was it. You lost it for the whole race. Okay. But like, so that was my was, thing too. It's like, what do they just leave your pack at the bottom or leave your pack at right. the top? Like, what are right. you doing? Yeah. Okay. If there was you that get, many rules. Makes me feel a little better. Because yeah. I, I thought, because I'm always the physical type challenge guy. Yeah. I'm always like, like you, Justin, without the judge, I just want my own power. And especially with my partner, I had an awesome partner. So we probably could have killed that. But because there were so many rules, Justin, like you said, on the clue, that would, that's giving you a hint that it's very, very difficult. Yeah. And and then like the sausage was like okay make some sausage. Well, I, mean, I mean, did you see did you see um, a rune sausage? Look, I mean, yeah, they've already done. Yeah, that's why they that gave sausage it was that was that was weak ass. Sausage. That was yeah, yeah. So Joey, would well, would you have chose the nuts or the sausage? Which one would you have chose? I would have got after. I gotta I gotta go after the nuts. You know, I'm, You're just, a, nuts I'm a trooper. I, I just I like to get take as many nuts as I can and just run with them. That's what I you know. There's, there's obstacles. Jump over the obstacles with your nuts. I did feel bad for those guys with those stairs because this was reminiscent of our Morocco leg, the mm -hmm. number of freaking stairs that we had to go up and down. And like, if you start cramping up, I brought electrolyte pills with me, like little tablets that you could just swallow with some water so that you didn't cramp. Right. And smart, super <laughs> I don't smart. remember if it was Dusty or Ryan, but I was just like, oh my God, they're poor calves. Because if once you cramp, you're just done once you cramp, yeah. you're just completely useless. Yeah. 
watching Kim and Penn's podcast, if you don't, I highly recommend it. They're awesome at it. Um, they said they got there before everyone. They beat everybody to this place, and they were and they, you had to park your car in a specific place. And they had stopped and asked for directions. They were literally a hundred feet away from where they needed to be. And because the lady's phone was in one direction, it was like, go up and make a, a right. It wasn't like centered. It was literally go up and make a left. And they went up and they were running around for a half hour, like driving around for a half hour, trying to find the garage that was literally like, it was just over the hill. They couldn't see it from where they were. If they would have just went over the hill and to the right, it was there. But they went over the hill and to the left or something. And they were running around for a half hour. So that's how like they got passed up by other teams. Because I'm like, how did they, like, they're great with navigation. But that's how they did it. They, they lost it by uh, doing that. Uh, but also, this is another reason why teams should not have two backpacks. Uh, there's no reason. The backpack thing's crazy. Everybody's yeah. backpacks at this point have they have way too much stuff. Yeah. Like I'm fine. I like having my own stuff, and I like being control in control of my stuff. So yeah. there's no world in which I'm racing without my own backpack. But like minimum, like bare minimum. Yeah. And these packs are still so stuffed, and I just don't understand the freaking foam roller. <laughs> like <laughs> you can't have a foam roller. <laughs> <laughs> he needed it though with the freaking Mr. Crampsy Cramps over there. If if he would have had electrolytes instead of a foam roller, then he wouldn't have cramped up and you wouldn't need the foam roller there, buddy. <laughs> okay, so there's no way in the world that we would have not taken all twelve bags of nuts on one trip. Like Ryan and yeah, Dusty are no absolutely way. crazy. There's also yeah. no way in the world I would have taken two trips with with the the wine. I know it no. it's heavy. Like okay, I'll, I'd rather stop halfway up and take a, a two minute breather, catch yeah. catch my stuff, and then go back up than have it go up it's and down. It's still going to be faster to do that. Yeah. So how about, how about this? How about you take as many as you can? Fast. Yeah. How about you just take as many as you can? And if you drop one, so what? Now at least you tried to take them all. Right. Because obviously it didn't matter. It's not like you only had twelve. So if you dropped it, you just get an extra one the next time. Uh, yeah, right. Like Akbar and Sharif. Scoop up as many as you can. And I think him and Penn did it awesome. Five and seven. He's got big long arms. Yeah. He's got little arms. Beautiful. Absolutely. And I mean, and they, they again, they studied and they did their they they walked up mountains with backpacks, weighted backpacks, and kettlebells. So and they walked upstairs and mountains doing that. Like that's how they prepared for the race. So they were prepared for this challenge. And they said So I just want to say one thing. Because I love Kenan Penn, but I do think that like at the time that I went on the race, I had a fairly flexible job, but I was working a nine to five. Like if I went on the race when I was skiing professionally, or if I was just like being an influencer, not to discredit what they're doing, but like you are in control of your schedule. You are in control of your workload. You are in control of how much you can like Mm -hmm. put in to like train. And there are people on this race that probably don't have quite that luxury. So I just feel like I need to give some people that maybe were being critical of for not having trained as hard in this break. Those people who are working those nine to fives probably will never get a chance at a million dollars. So how much uh, of your day would you, an hour a day, stop watching television food on the table for your day. Okay. 10 hours. You got 10 hours to work. You got eight hours to sleep. (laughs) Now you got six hours to do what? Most people, go to, the, most people would, go to the gym in some way. You know, they go to the right. gym, they go to yoga, they go food truck, something. You, you, there's time for you to. I, put your I head don't up. disagree. And I'm not saying that I, I wouldn't have also, like, yeah. You, I understand. I people would find a way to figure it out. But I do think. Well, Jen, how about this? It's a little how about easier this? for Kim and Penn to, to do some of that additional training. Jen, how about this? How about you're working a regular nine to five? You go on the amazing race, you go through three legs. And then they're like, you're going home. Now you already know what you need to do. And you got 19, at least a year to do it. Yeah. Well, they went home thinking they were out of the race. That's true. That's true. I like, they, Arun and they were gonna, they, they were gonna bring them all back. Nope. Arun and Natalia didn't know like right away, nope. but but still. I mean, okay, they, they okay. did have at but least they, they called you and they said you got six weeks. Yeah. What could you do to get ready yeah. in six weeks? They knew about six any, weeks before that they were going back on. Any athlete can get in, in shape in six weeks. Any normal human who takes six weeks straight of training with any yeah. trainer can get in any shape they want. And I bet it was probably two weeks before that they got the call that said, hey, hey hi, hi, dog. And, they, um, and said, hey, we're thinking about firing it back up. Are you available? They They thought they were just being brought back for like, pit stops in the finale kind of thing. Yeah, that That's was the, the coolest original. dog of the world. He is such a great dog. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So there was over 300 stairs, about 300 to 340 stairs uh, total. Uh, so there, it was it was a lot, and it's definitely you know a grueling task and something super physical. And this is something that you would expect Ryan and Dusty to win. Um, but here's some foreshadowing: every single time they talk, they talk about if it's a physical challenge, we're taking it and beasting it. If it's a mental challenge, we're avoiding it. If it's a physical, cha- they literally are saying this every single time. Do you see foreshadowing of them getting eliminated because of a mental task or losing the whole race, even if they make it to the end, but losing the race because the mental task is going to be what's doing them in? Is this a foreshadowing edit? Is this the the Justin and Diana, like, we're going to dominate the whole way and get beat at the end edit? I don't think so. It definitely so. seems like a little foreshadowing at the very least for the next episode because we see that they're yeah. struggling at something. Yeah. Um. But it's hard to say. I also, I do want to say there have not been mental challenges on this race yet. No, I'm like, correct. where is anything cognitive? Like other yeah. than the navigation. Yeah, just the, the puzzle maybe. The, the map puzzle or the flag puzzle maybe. That was the like mental test. The first test. leg one. Yeah, I guess that I would be the, you know. But there was also the, you could also take the physical task instead of doing that, which they did. So we'll see how I, it goes. I, we had such cool like mental like detail oriented challenges i'm hoping that there's some more of those start to emerge soon because i feel like it is kind of like a one note thing right now and it's fairly consistent we're like okay we know what these teams are good at but we need to mix it up in order to really see like do kim and pen truly have no weaknesses or have we not seen them yet or like you're saying with dusty and ryan um are they going to get tripped up by something some sort of puzzle or cognitive memory related task. Um, so Kim and Penn also don't see the chestnut stand that was right across the street from them and they run around looking for it. They said there was a ton of chestnut stands, but they had to look for a specific one that looked like, you know, amazing race-esque. Uh, Lulu and Lala get to the sausage task. Um, they they beat, obviously, Kim and Penn to the clue box because uh, Kim and Penn got lost driving around. Uh, Lala falls in love with the guy who gives them the sausage, and that's obviously not the only sausage she wanted. Uh, she couldn't stop talking about this dude. He's like, oh, the blue eyes. He's so sexy. Even when they're making the sausage, she's like, oh, he's so hot. (laughs) But they do a great job making the sausage and they, and and they were, they were, they weren't sure about one of them and they just made an extra one just in case rather than being told, which, uh, which I'm okay with. I, but I mean, go back and get judged before, instead of wasting the time, because you can always go back and do the second. Um, but uh, they, I think they killed that task. Raquel and Kayla did the sausage, and they did it uh, well. They didn't get it on their first tribe, but they went up and asked, and they were told, okay, this has to be redone. So they went back, and they got it pretty quick. Um, Kim and Penn make up some time because they carried all 12 in one trip, while Ryan and Dusty took two trips for the nuts, two trips for the wine. Obviously, we saw Akbar and Sherry. They tried to do it. Then they, they like we saw the stairs went back, and they still took too much. Sherry dropped one. And this is where Akbar wasn't being uh, the best of partners and people got a little upset with him about it, which is totally, you know, I could totally understand it, um, uh, how people are doing it. He did it. finally take her bag. Yes, he did. I All the way down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the way to the pit stop. Right? Yeah. yeah. I definitely, I, we did notice that. We we did notice that he was, uh, he was being a, a, but he was, I really, you could see, like, I mean, if you've seen a dude on Ellen and you see what he does for, for kids in his school, like, the, he's obviously a good human. Like, yeah. he, he may not be the best race partner and he may not talk to his wife the way that we want him to, but that's their relationship and she still loves him. And if you see him afterwards and you see them talking afterwards, they don't have any problems. Like, it's not like yeah, she's pissed she, off. Well, like, I think it's, I think it'd be terrible that, you know, you live all these years together, you do all these wonderful things, and then you're going on race, and then all of a sudden, because you guys don't really do that specific thing very well, that your whole existence gets crumbled. Right. I, I applaud them for that, but I and you guys know I never get any of this right at the beginning, but I said once they are taken out of their elements and what they know and what they're very good at, and you put them in a high-stress situation where they don't know – Right out there, out of their neighborhood, out of their state, out of the country, out of else. I said, I think they're gonna fall apart, and I finally got one right. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, you could see, right? You know that they, when they get into high stress situations, he he tends to get really, like, 
argumentative and Unsu- we'll call it unsupportive unsupportive all right ryan's legs get super cramped i mean dusty's legs get super crampy lulu and lala almost get hit by a bus uh <laughs> <laughs> raquel and kayla see uh akbar and sherry and they're like okay later and just jet right past them as uh akbar and sherry are walking you see another i mean this should be a shot of adrenaline just i know they were athletes 20 years ago but that athletic comp- competitive spirit has to shoot a little bit of adrenaline when you see another team running that you try to run with them that you try to beat them in a race they just like mm-hmm. and just watched them run right past them and beat them to the mat um it seems like uh, all the teams finish way before arun and natalia even start the detour even the pit stop greeter and the dog had to leave the map before <laughs> <laughs> before Arun and Natalia got there. So uh, let's let's get to the uh, pit stop here. The winners of leg five are the team Ryan and Dusty. Teams had to retrieve a, a photograph from the Travelocity Roaming Gnome satchel and figure out where they needed to go. It was 0.7 miles from where they were. So, you know, a little more than a half a mile. Um so that wasn't too much of a run or too too far to walk if you had to walk. Ryan and Dusty went a trip for two to the Dominica, which is, I've never been there, but a nice little island. Um, it's not the Dominican Republic. It's a different place. For, for, okay, because <laughs> I was just going to lose my mind. Because um, no, I was no, I, I got married in Dominican Republic. Dominica is a different island. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. I, I was kind of curious to know where it was. I'm like, oh, it's not Cape Cod. That's all I know. No, I'm pretty sure it's uh, in the Caribbean. Uh, Ryan and Dusty. Yeah, he said that. I yeah, think. Oh, someone said that. So Ryan and Dusty have uh, they got they finished two one two one one, and they have the best average ever in the history of the Amazing Race, or tied for it. Woo! Going into leg six with one point four, one point four is their average right now. Three first places, two second places, and the next closest to them is Kim and Penn with averaging three because. They they finished four five one two three, um, so they're like middle of the pack, and then they're first, and then they're fading. Lulu and Lala ten ten seven four two, so they're getting they're consistently getting better. Uh, Akbar and Sherry six eight nine five five. Arun and Natalia nine three ten six six. Uh, <laughs> um, any chance that? All right, we we all agree Ryan and Dusty Kim and Pat are top two. Do we think Lulu, Lala, Raquel, and Kayla, do any of those have an advantage over the other? Uh, yeah, every imaginable one. <laughs> Here's the point seven. I got the map up if you wanted to see. This is a point seven mile run that they had to do. It's all along the water, so it's pretty hard to get lost. Uh, uh, they, they had to go up a little bit to get into the park. Um, uh, think- go ahead. Oh, sorry. Top no. two were obvious. Yeah. The next two are obvious, and then the next two are obvious. Like, so top, middle, bottom, clear right now. Yeah, it's Same very as last week. Clear. Yeah. Um, whether or not something crazy and unforeseen happens, you know, only time will tell because it is the amazing race, and those things happen. Yes. Tom um, wants to know. Okay. Oh, sorry. So far, you know, for Lulu and Lala and Raquel and Kayla, I really can't tell which of those two teams is stronger than the other. Um, again, because we haven't really seen all that much like dynamicness in terms of challenges thus far. They're tied with Eric and Jeremy, who were one of the most dominant teams to never to not win the race. Um, second most dominant team to ever not win the race. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eric and Jeremy. Uh, yeah, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I think that's a clear. I think we can all, everybody could see that at this point. I think Raquel and Kayla have an advantage because the their relationship, they've not, they're not getting into any arguments. They don't argue. They don't get upset with each other. They giggle and laugh. Lulu and Lala, they have that little Latin spark where like they can like don't mess with me, like leave me alone. They have that. They they have that sister connection, but they also have that we're fighting like sisters as well. So they can go both ways with it. Whereas I think Raquel and Kayla are extremely level headed, and they really laugh when they have Raquel issues. Raquel and Kayla crush tasks. They do. They really do. They really do. And it like again the I I I, I understand what you're saying, Justin, about the about how they kind of laugh this off. But we don't. I hope that for lack of a better word, aloofness doesn't come to bite them in the ass where they're like, oh, ha, ha, we're late, but whatever. Right. 
You know, it's like I agree with that. I think I yeah, think the cushion of Akbar and Sherry and Arun and Natalia. Yeah, that's going to go away, though. Yeah, when that goes away, we'll see. We'll see if it right. starts to tense. Then, then the stress level, as you know, when you get down to five teams, four teams, you're like, there are no mistakes to be made here now. Absolutely. All right, so uh, we uh, we got uh, some awards to give out here. Let's give out some awards to these teams, uh, Jen. What are we talking about? Talking about here? What do you okay, got? Okay, I feel us? like I need to retroactively give out my award from last week because otherwise people are going to think I just give pen awards all the time. Um, <laughs> so I think it was uh, Dusty last week that was referring to Ryan's calves as bowling balls stuffed in onion sacks. Yes, <laughs> and that one got a good chuckle out of me. Um, as for this week, so you guys were all like teary-eyed with the Kim and Penn bungee jumping moment and uh, whatever Penn's line was where he's like, Kim, you're not going to die. It's the amazing race. They're not in the business of killing people. Yeah. <laughs> and that one, that one got me. So Penn gets my my LOL for this episode. I literally said almost the same thing. I said I, when Diana was going to bungee jump, I said, Diana, this is not just a regular bungee jump because they have so much insurance that they have to pay. They have to actually do extra. So this is even more, they're more protected than anybody who's ever bungee jumped off this bridge. Like you're, you're not going to get, she's like, I don't, I just, and I'm like, so I, I had that same thought, like that would help, you know, like alleviate the, but it, it didn't. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> obviously, it didn't work. Uh, Joey, what do you got? Uh, Joey hates love. Yeah, Joey hates love relationship advice. It's, it's, it's two parts. I already, I think I already gave it earlier with with Kim and Penn. Mm -hmm. um, you guys, if you're watching, you don't need my advice. You're doing it perfectly. <laughs> don't change a thing. Um, Arun and Natalia, the same thing. Uh, Natalia, you gotta take control of that relationship, or you guys are gonna go home. It's that simple. Yeah, and uh, I agree with Dale. Dale says that Lulu and Lala cleaned up a lot of their issues, uh, and they came back stronger. They look like one of the few True. teams that actually came back stronger, whereas all the other teams look pretty similar. Um, from bonus footage, I'll, I'll give up my uh, my super fan move. It's, it's pretty much probably pretty much gonna go to Kim every week because like she is the biggest super fan. The taking of the notes. The, the ability of saying, like, all right, at 68 kilometers, we should be near this place. Uh, at, at 100 and something, like, if we hit this place, we went too far. Uh, like, she is the super fan of the season. And until somebody steps up and does something impressive, she's probably going to get the award every week. And it has nothing to do with how popular they are, how good they're doing. It's just, like, she gets it she understands she's always in the race she's focused even when she's scared mm -hmm. thinking about bungee jumping she's still focused like mm -hmm. and that's yeah yeah that's something well, you gave one to uh dustin and ryan earlier yeah for uh yeah okay so you're not you're not that yeah but I, again it's probably you know a lot of that stuff's gonna go there but well i mean dusty if you watch and like a lot of the instagram lives or they that cast talks to each other Dusty was probably did physically the most training in between the race because they knew they were coming back and he got into better shape than anybody else besides Michael, who was training to be a professional bodybuilder. And so he, he trained, you know, did came back way more muscular. He watched all of the seasons of the race like he, he did. He did his research. So but. Uh, let's talk about some bonus footage here. Uh, Michael should have did some Sudoku or something to get his brain better. Yeah, in, in the bonus footage, Raquel and Kayla are like the Dusty is the most cocky player on the race, and it's starting to rub them the wrong way. Like he is like tell, he's telling everybody like this is what I trained, this is what I did. I watched all these things. I watched the episodes. I physically did this, and and they're they're literally gunning for them now. So. There could be the U-turn ahead that, that's really, if, if people can beat them to the boards, I think that's the number one team. Every single team gonna is going to beat them to the board, though? Any, every team. Oh, you know what? That might have been the foreshadow one from earlier. Any team that beats them to the board is going to U-turn them. I don't. I think Kim and Panel U-turn them. I think every team Unless that... you were on my season and you were me and Christy and nobody U-turned us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are always so nice. There's a lot of teams that, that are easily hateable in your season. Uh, like the winners. Like um, uh, Lulu and Lala didn't study maps during the break. Uh, they Even though they had issues during it. And I know I just said that they came back uh, looking stronger, but they also didn't work out. Uh, so they didn't actually get physically stronger because they, they said this in the bonus footage if you watch it. Raquel and Kayla 
wanted this to be an elimination round. They said they're tired of teams just uh, being able to skirt by. They also said that uh, Dusty's getting very cocky. And um, they said that uh, they, they, they made this statement that, you know, I don't care how much they're winning now because the best teams don't always win the race. Tell me about it. Right. Uh, tell Jen about it. <laughs> tell Piece of Jen. foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. in the behind the scenes. Yeah. Arun and Natalia didn't take the toll road, which was the, the big problem that they, they there was a toll road and they didn't take that. Uh, and it took over four hours when most teams did it in less than three. Raquel and Kayla took uh, just uh, under four hours or right around four hours. They talked about that at the mat with Phil. Ryan and Dusty say in the car that they will propose the rock, paper, scissors. Uh, so it was their idea to do the rock, paper, scissors. Kim taking notes. I did that. They took a map reading course on how to read the, the signposts and read landmarks. Um, so that's all I found from the bonus footage. Well, let's uh, next week they're going to Corsica, France, where they will be making cheese. This cheese that they're going to be making is the hardest cheese, at the, I believe, the hardest cheese in the world to make. And uh, so I think this could be the task, which it looks like Ryan and Dusty will struggle the most because it takes uh, precision. It takes mental, uh, you know, clarity to be able to make this cheese. Somebody Instagrammed me or tweeted me that they went to France and did this task and they said it's so hard to, to, to actually make this cheese. Um, there's also going to be uh, whitewater kayaking and some kind of mountain climbing um, during this leg. Uh, if you, so, uh, it should be very interesting. Um, and you see in the bonus footage that, I mean, in the next week coming footage that at the roadblock, you've got, um, Raquel and Kayla and Kim and Penn talking about this could be, um, you know, we don't know where Ryan and Dusty are, but we also don't know where Arun and Natalia, we don't see Arun and Natalia and we don't see Akbar and Sherry, but obviously those two teams are ahead of uh, Ryan and Dusty, so we'll see how that goes. Um, did you guys notice anything else from the, the next week on coming up on the race? Cool. Nothing you haven't mentioned. All right, questions from Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. All right, in addition to finding out you know, where the eliminated teams, did they get sent directly home or did they go to a resort? Um, I don't, I didn't actually get a chance to speak to anybody because people like ignored me this week for some reason or when they got back to me they said they couldn't couldn't make the show which is why we don't have a guest but um i'm gonna guess that they didn't get sent home because the amazing race doesn't really ever do that even though it was covid uh i'm sure they still went to some sort of sequester um because the sequester is usually in a nice big house where they have one person watching them and taking them to do touristy type of things in a safe manner but I can't say that for a hundred percent sure. Um, when teams are doing self drives, there's a cameraman and a soundman in a car. Do they use their phones, and do they know how far the team? Does the cameraman and the sound guy use their phones to know how far the teams are off course? Because the girls said that they were in first place, but they were actually really far behind. Do you think the camera crew knew? Hundred percent. The camera crew knows. Yeah. And they, but they can't tell you. Anything. They ain't saying shit. They know how <laughs> lost you are. And when we got lost in Bahrain, um, we actually had a, a tailing car, like a security car following us. Um, and in thinking, we didn't know that at the time and thinking back on it, I'm like, Oh my God. Cause we were not that far from where we needed to be and just kept doing circles and we were lost for hours. And I'm like, this person tailing us knows exactly where we are and where we need to be. And that like, you just need to go left. Yes. They're, so. they're constantly getting texts and they're constantly sending texts and it's like a mass to everybody. So everybody knows yeah. uh, because camera crews have to be ready for when you get there. Uh, security has to know. So there's always security up with the front teams and always security behind the last teams. Uh, and so, Phil knows. Like Phil, yeah, Phil yeah. hears all this. That's how he's able to like ask the questions he can ask yes. on the map. Yeah, and he another, like, hears yeah, about little... people's sagas as they're unfolding. Right. Another little uh, clue that the camera guys are doing is the the, the sound guy is always texting the producers, uh, letting them know, oh, ask Jen about what she meant when she was arguing with Christy here and there. That's why when you do those little after interviews, that the producers always know what to ask you. So when they when they do those little cutaways and vignettes. That's how they get that information. And then when we were in Greece, 
Tara and I were arguing over which Arahova to go to, and I heard the sound guy was on his phone. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's a there's a waterway on our right." And then he goes, oh, "About forty five minutes." Like, so like <laughs> and I knew we were in the car about forty five minutes after we bust away from him. So I'm like, "So I'm like, shit. Maybe Tara was right. We should have went back the other way because he's clearly talking to someone, telling him where we are, and he don't know." So I was like. No, it's got to be this way. And I just kept in my gut and we ended up being in the right place. We ended up just taking a different road other than the one that they gave us on the map. And then I just followed the waterway up because I remember seeing where it was on the map that Tara was holding. I remember it was up by the water. And if it kept the water on your right, you'd be okay. Mm. And then we, we, as we go, we cut right in front of three other cars that were, took the other way. And I'm like, those are the three cars, the, the three other oh, drive cars. It was, it was London Logan right behind us. Yes. Uh, awesome. So Sequester was originally in Portugal. So I'm guessing that's probably where it was again. But some people say that the, after that scene, teams were sent directly home. So I'm not hundred percent sure. I'll trust you guys. Um, yes. After this season, I have a couple ideas for specials. I, one of the big specials that I want to do after this season is done is I want to do a, a couples best couples. Um, I want to get Kim and Penn. I want to get Colin and Christy. I want to get couples who have like come back or couples who have run the race in a way that they were like extremely supportive or like almost like a couples therapy for me and Diana. I want to have Diana on the show. Like, Though, and I want to have a couple teams that really, couples that fought with teams that were really like Zen or really like Kim and Penn and Colin and Christy. Um, How about we do your season and shake all the bullshit out? I know we want. I, I want to do season twenty-seven again. I mean, we have done season twenty-seven. I will edit that and, and put up the original one. Uh, at some point, I'm going to have to rewatch it. Uh, but yes, I want to do it with you and Jen and James Earl. It's. Aww. It's it's that would be incredible. And then we could have Mama D on. Yeah, oh, I mean, I can die. I'll get a seal cloud. If if we do a season twenty seven, at the end of season twenty seven, we will have the whole cast back for a whole cast like reunion and to see. There's what no way we discussed this last last year with Maya. I know we did. If we I do know. Maya's, we're going to do yours. I know. I understand. It's it's very hard for me to think about, and I I, I just want to see you break down every week like an emotional cripple. <laughs> Yeah, I've never watched a, a finale of The Amazing Race since then without crying. Uh, I, 100%. I can't watch another team win the race without breaking down. Uh, it just brings me right back to, to, to where it was, and it hurts. It, it physically hurts me. Uh, so, yeah, you guys want to see. Have you watched see? your season again? I only watched it live. Like I only I've only watched mine live too. I haven't watched mine. Again. I can't I can't rewatch it as much. I've seen know, every other season know. every other season three times except mine. Maybe season. we should be each other's support group and we should yeah. we should I, watch I agree, together. Jen, totally. J Justin needs this. That's probably why he cries all the time. It is hard and there's a lot to process with it. And I, I know like for people that haven't run the race, it probably sounds so ridiculous, but it is truly uh it's emotional. It's like, it's extremely emotional and in some ways like the be kind of traumatic like it feels traumatic uh yeah, even it, though we had this incredible opportunity that's a great way to say it jen it is like ptsd for me like i know yeah. it's not like war ptsd where people have to deal with that but it, it's a physical well, you had an expectation it's yeah. a it's physical reaction that i feel from watching something it's like ptsd yeah. it's a form yeah. of ptsd um, yeah, and, totally. I, I, and I've actually I'm seeing a therapist now, and that's some some we we talk about that at sometimes, and maybe I'll get into it when we have this special about some of the. No, I think it's a great idea. Some I, of the I diagnosis. Yeah, I I my expectation, my my thing to when I started the race was I wanted to be in the final three, and I've said this on the show when you when you had me on the first time. My thing was if I'm on the final three, then nobody beat me. I mean, technically, maybe I didn't win the race, but I didn't get thrown out and sent home, and then. I think that came to bite me in the ass at the end because the it was so emotional. And I, when we were getting on that plane, I'm like, yeah, I did what I what I needed to do, but I didn't finish it. And then I, I realized, like Jen, you just said, I was so emotional when we when Nuka because we even thought we could be winning because they, you know, Brooklyn Squad always got lost too. So yeah. I'm like, shit, we didn't. What do you mean we didn't win? I totally expected to win, right. and I was crushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely difficult. For me <laughs> just to think about so watching it again is going to be very difficult but i'm here for you Justin. but i we, i'm coming to new york I, I i definitely uh we did record the recap right after uh the episodes when they aired so i want to go back and i'm curious to see what what i said and things like that and i 
I, I published like the first six or seven and I haven't edited the rest because we did say things we probably shouldn't have said because the, I was going to start a Patreon and if people wanted to really hear the behind the scenes that they would have to pay to hear it. Um, but I never started the Patreon and I, I figured the producers weren't paid the Patreon to hear that stuff. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I have to go back and edit certain things out that I probably shouldn't have said. So that's the reason that they're not uploaded yet. But yeah, at, at some point, at some point, we will do every season of The Amazing Race on this recap and i would obviously love to have you guys uh, join us um but everyone in this chat is saying we need to do 27 next <laughs> everybody well, well, i'm getting texts on my phone right now saying <laughs> yeah i'm not in the chat i'm listening to it in the car but 27 <laughs> all right make sure you hit that like subscribe comment share all right anybody else got anything that they want to promote or get off their chest all right. 27 <laughs> all right thank you guys so much uh i know time is the most valuable thing you have and for you to spend any of it here with us really means a lot to me uh thank you guys for the super chats that <laughs> you guys donated more money during this chat than i'll make probably for the whole season of episodes <laughs> so i don't do this for the money i do this because i love it and, I, and i'm a super fan just like you guys i just happen to be able to live my dream so thank you guys for continuing to support us Thank, Thank you, you guys. Appreciate Thank you guys. Bye. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one.